Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is roof. R-O-O-F. Really? You bet your life. The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. Have you seen? Did you ride? Did, Did you, you drive, drive a new DeSoto? Hurry up. Do it now at your dealers today. It's designed for you and your budget, too. It's the 1952 DeSoto. It's here. Yes, it's here. The new 1952 DeSoto is now on display at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Be sure to see this beautiful new car. Listen for further details later in this program. And here he is, the one, the only... Name's familiar. Oh, that's me! Well, here I am again with $1,500 for one of our couples. Uh, who's first to try for the $1,500, uh, G.F.? Well, we asked if there are any bachelors and... You don't mind if I call you G.F.? No, it's perfectly all right. Yeah. We asked if there are any bachelors... What would you object to? <laughs> I... We asked if there were any bachelors... <laughs> we asked if there were any bachelors or spinsters in the audience tonight, and just before we went on the air, Miss Sidney Ball and Mr. Frank Finch were selected. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, Welcome. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Miss uh, Sidney Ball. Uh, let's see, Miss Sidney, you're a spinster? That's right. A mighty fine-looking spinster. May I ask your age? You aren't obliged to tell the truth, in fact. You aren't even expected to, but... Uh... <laughs> may I say 44 and a half? Yes, you may. <laughs> Which half of the 44 are you? <laughs> The long half. Oh, the long half. Well, you're pretty cute. Where, where, where are you from, uh, Sydney? Oh, I was born in Kansas. In Kansas? Yes. And uh, uh, where, where are you from, uh, Frank? Frank Finch, huh? I've been 30 years in Los Angeles, but I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Oh. You like it? Do you prefer it up here? 30 years seems so. Not necessarily. There might be a price on you in Texas. <laughs> How old are you, my lad? Past 50. Mm -hmm. A guarded statement, have I ever heard of that? <laughs> are, you, are you interested in matrimony, uh, Mr. Finch? Or are you still on the fence? Well, I'm still on the fence. What a feeble jape that is, huh? <laughs> You're still on the fence? Why? Well, after all, sometimes I... I think the price of coffee and things like that for two. Well, you don't have to marry coffee. That's a... Imagine a guy on his knees about to propose to a girl and he suddenly thinks of the price of coffee. <laughs> that would be grounds for something. I don't know. <laughs> what sort of work do you do, uh, Mr. Finch, besides sidestepping? Eh? What's that? I'm a real estate broker. Oh, a real estate. Really? Well, if you got married, at least you'd have a lot in common. <laughs> Do you have a job, uh, uh, Miss Ball? 
Yes, I'm a policewoman. A policewoman? Yes. A copper and you still haven't caught a man? <laughs> no. are, you, are you really a policewoman? Yes, I'm really You're a policewoman. You're pretty tiny to be a copper, aren't you? Well, it's no surprise having you on the show. We've been expecting the police for a long time. <laughs> Would you mind pinching me? I want to see if I'm alive. <laughs> I never made a nicer pinch. <laughs> well, thank you, Sam Spade. <laughs> Two clubs. No, that's another game. Has anything exciting ever happened in your job that you could tell us about? Uh, yes, uh, many exciting things. Uh, I might say Lincoln Heights Jail, while it's a very tragic place, at the same time, it's a very humorous place. And not so long ago, we had a uh, woman come in, and uh, she took a look at me, and she said, You know, you look just like my bulldog. <laughs> so I went on about my work, and a little later in the evening, I went back and... And bitter, she... I suppose. <laughs> I went back and... Uh, Nothing like being logical. <laughs> I went back and she uh, said to me, she's very nervously pacing up and down behind the bars, and she said to me, gee, I wish I was out. And uh, she said, I must be out tomorrow. And I said, well, what's so important? You must be out tomorrow. She said, well, there's a dog show in Glendale, and if I was out, I'd enter you. <laughs> My guess is that that woman is still there. <laughs> well, let's get back to your romance. Uh, uh, what kind of a man are you looking for, uh, Miss Ball? Well, I'd like a man about my own age, of course, and uh, just the comfy home type. <laughs> well, don't overlook uh, Frank over here. <laughs> you marry him, at least you, you'll have a roof over your head. Of course, he'll sell it any time he can make a nickel on it. <laughs> Well, you're a charming couple, and, uh, Frank, from here on, you have my permission to take the law into your own hands. <laughs> and I hope you get a life sentence. In just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. Right now, this should hold your interest. Have you seen? Did you ride? Did, Did you, you drive a new DeSoto? Hurry up. Do it now at your dealers today. It's designed for you and your budget, too. It's the 1952 DeSoto. The new 1952 DeSoto. It's designed for you and your budget, too. The 1952 DeSoto is on display now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers with a whole host of great features. Features like famous safety rim wheels, sensational Auroflow shock absorbers for the smoothest ride on the road, chair-high seats to give you a relaxing ride and a good view of the road ahead, handsome rear end, with a big rear window for greater visibility. Waterproof ignition to give you quick starts even in the wettest weather. From every angle, the beautiful 1952 DeSoto is your best car value today. It's designed for you and for your budget, too. See the 1952 DeSoto. It's on display now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Uh, Mr. Fenneman, would you mind explaining the rules? Well, you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later on in the show. 
Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected words ending in A-T-E. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? $14. What is the word beginning with I and ending with eight, meaning uh, to water the land? Irrigate. Irrigate is right. Well, to a good start, you have $34. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. How much of the $34 will you bet on your second question? 30. 30? 30? Fine. Fine. What is the word beginning with N and ending with 8, meaning to sail a ship? Navigate. Navigate is right. You now have $64. Here's your third question. How much will you bet? 60 $60. What is the word beginning with I, or with L, and ending with 8, meaning to set free? Start Liberate. Liberate. Liberate is right. You've now climbed to $124. They get along beautifully. They're crazy if they don't get hooked up. Here's <laughs> <laughs> your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the $124 you're going to risk? 120 120 120 What is the word beginning with E and ending with 8, meaning to dig or to hollow out? Excavate. Excavate is right. Put it there, kid. Fine. I think you ought to give Frank a big kiss for doing so well on this thing. <laughs> and you wind up with $244. Wouldn't you kiss Frank for $244? Sure. <laughs> Get going, huh? <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. We asked for men with unusual occupations to volunteer from our audience, and just before we went on the air, Commander Ian Murray was chosen... His partner is a housewife, Mrs. Laurel Lee Hamilton. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your bet your life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mrs. Laurel Lee Hamilton and Commander mm-hmm. Ian Murray. Is that, is that correct? That is correct, sir. Ian, huh? I-A-I-N. You kind of threw me for a minute. Uh, <laughs> Mrs., uh, Mrs. Hamilton... Uh, does your husband call you Laurel or Hardy? <laughs> Neither, he, huh? he calls me his little honey. <laughs> and uh, does he ever put the B on you? <laughs> no, that was the wrong thing to say, I guess. Huh? Where are you from, honey? Denver. Denver, huh? And uh, how old are you, honey? Well, I have a married daughter. Does that answer you? It doesn't answer me, but I'm beginning to catch on. (laughs) What sort of work does your husband do? Well, he's sort of a farmer. He is? We have a little ranch. Oh, you have a little ranch. Mm -hmm. And you raise bees there? No. I'm the only honey. No, we have... (laughs) We have... uh, you're a, pretty young lo- you're a pretty young-looking woman to have a, a grown-up daughter. How old is your daughter? Oh, well, she's 20. Oh. Tell us about the ranch, huh? And well, later about your daughter. <laughs> Not much later, either. <laughs> about now would be fine, I think. Huh? <laughs> Let's get the ranch. How tall is your daughter? Huh? Well, she's four and a half inches taller than I. Well, that, that lets and me she's out. very huh? slender. All right, back to the ranch now. <laughs> You got 18 you your, chickens. You've got 18 chickens? Is Four, that without your daughter or with your daughter? 48 fruit trees and all the vegetables in the world. We grow our own vegetables. It's only an acre. Oh. One oh. acre. You have a lot of stuff on there for an acre. How well, did you meet your husband? 
Well, it's kind of a long story. It was about two well, years ago. Well, kind of synopsize it. Huh? All right. It was about... Cut it down to boy size. Huh? Well, this happened two years ago, and I'd been a widow for five years. And I'd saved up and decided to go to Honolulu, probably subconsciously, in quest of a husband. I don't know. But anyway, some now, friends now, drove now, me now to... Just, just a moment, honey. Don't tell me you didn't know why you went to Honolulu. <laughs> Well, anyway, some that friends... That boat is full of buzzards going over there, grabbing <laughs> Anyway, some friends drove me down to the airport, and they spent an hour telling me about a fella they'd put on the boat two weeks before, and they said, he's a mama's boy, and he won't take you out, and he won't buy you corsages, and you won't like him. And uh, But anyway, call him up and tell him we sent our love, and maybe you'll get a free feed out of it. So maybe he'll at least take you to one dinner. So when I got in, I did call him, and that evening he invited me to dinner, and he was just wonderful. He was out of this world, and I said, this is for me. He was not at all like I expected. You want to know how he proposed to me? I'd like to. (laughs) Well? Did the the subject of coffee come up at all? Anyway, he had always said that trouble with marriage is, and I kept saying, oh, marriage can be so wonderful and everything. But he didn't weaken until about, I got home about a week ahead of him, and then he came over. And I hope your marriage lasts as long as his story. <laughs> I'll get back to you in a minute, honey. Let me no, just I tell him how you. I proposed. All how right. he proposed. Just that. He said, he came over and he was I'd very... I'd be in Glendale at midnight. <laughs> he was awfully sad and miserable and dejected looking. He came in Forget and Forget it. Is your daughter happy? <laughs> I wish you'd let me talk. Uh, no, it's kind of funny. Well, I, I'd like to hear it, huh? He came in and he was sad and I said, what's the matter? And he said, okay, honey, you win. I give in. I'll marry you. And that's all there was to it? I'll marry you, he said. Well, that's wonderful. I, and you're very happy together, and I'm, I'm glad to hear it. You look like a very happy woman. I am. Now, Commander Ian Murray, is that... Oh, that's what I'm calling. Your friends call you Ian? Uh, no, sir, they call me Kadim, which is the... Uh, Kadim? Kadim. That's the initial that's of my That's Big Latin, isn't it? More or less, yeah, yes. Look, say, on the Kadim, say, they, they, that's where they talk. Where are you from, Commander? Well, I was born in Canada, sir, but uh, at a very few weeks... Uh, my you were born in a very few weeks? No, sir. I was born in Canada. That's the rate of exchange over there. At the age of a very few weeks, was taken to my ancestral home in Scotland. Oh, I see. Huh? Oh, you, you're in Scotland? Telebarden, Scotland. Telebarden. That yes, sounds like a cheese, huh? Well, they Where did you get cheese, the title of, of commander, Ian? Were, were you in the service? Uh, yes, sir. I served for 28 years as a merchant service officer and uh, commander in the Royal Naval Reserve. Oh, put it there, kid. Thank you, huh? sir. Thank you, sir. Ian, tell me, are you married or have you had enough excitement? Oh, well, sir, I'm married for just about five years. Now, how'd you meet your wife? Well, my wife was a wren in the... Uh, she was a what? A wren, sir. In the you meet Royal her in a tree? Uh, no, sir, the Royal Navy this time. A what? In the Royal Navy. As a matter of fact, uh, she was a third officer, and that's about the lowest form of commissioned life, I think, in the British Navy. <laughs> She had the lowest form in the Navy, you said? Lowest commission. <coughs> Where do you get home tonight, Ian? <laughs> well, I learned a lot talking to you two. 
And now you can learn something from me for service. Take your car to the man who knows it best, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Now you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. You run your $20 and more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The Bachelor and the Spinster won $244. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected Explorers and Adventurers. Selector? Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Fifteen. All right, fifteen. Fifteen. What was the name of the English explorer who discovered Livingston in darkest Africa? Uh, uh, Robert Stanley. Stanley is right. Stanley. (laughs) Well, you're on your way. You have thirty-five dollars. Remember, you're going for fifteen hundred dollars tonight. How much of the thirty-five dollars will you bet on your second question? Thirty-four. What was the name of the Portuguese navigator who was the first to sail around the world? Ferdinand Magellan. Ferdinand Magellan is right. You're climbing. You have $69. Here's your third question. How much of the 69 are you going to try? 68. What was the name of the... Uh, Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbo. You have $137. And here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? Bet the lot. Okay. What was the name of the American soldier and explorer who explored with Kit Carson in Oregon? He later was appointed governor of California. Fremont. John C. Fremont is right. Put it there. And you wind up. Put it there. With $274. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. We invited some babysitters to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, we selected Mrs. Ann Barnes. And Groucho, her partner, is a very unusual man. Um, I was in a drive-in the other night, and uh, I invited him to be a contestant on our show. And when you see him in just a minute, I think you're going to know why I asked him. So here they are. Mrs. Ann Barnes and Mr. Locke Martin meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth. Well, welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and win $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Lock Lohman, is that your name? No, Lock Martin. Oh, Lock Martin. How tall are you, Mr. Mountain? Seven feet, seven inches. Oh. Well, I'll just call you Mount Whitney, yeah? <laughs> That's pretty high. Of course, the last time I saw anything your size, I was pretty high myself. <laughs> Where are you from, Lock? I was born in West Bridgewater, Pennsylvania. What kind of a place is that? I don't recall too much about it. We moved to Canyon City, Colorado when I was about three years old. That's where I was raised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when you said raised, you said you knew what you were talking about. Are you, are you married, Locke? Yes, I am. Is your wife a tall girl? No, she's uh, five feet, five and a half inches tall. <laughs> well, that's tall enough, at least she comes up to your wallet. <laughs> I hope for your sake she doesn't come up there too often. <laughs> well, let's get some measurements now. For, how, how much do you weigh, uh, Locke? 280 pounds. Oh. oh, that's quite a lot of... What do you eat at a normal meal? Well, I'd say I eat uh, just an average dinner. I probably don't eat any more than you do. I don't eat at all. <laughs> What size shoe do you wear? Well, they don't actually have a size. The best estimate so far has been size 18. Now, tell me, what are some of the advantages of being so tall, aside from the fact that you're over the smog belt? 
<laughs> well, it's uh, rather nice when your car is parked out in a big parking lot. And you, I can usually spot it uh, pretty easy. And uh, <clears throat> if I lose my wife out in a big crowd, I can usually find her real quick. Can you consider that an advantage? <laughs> Mrs. Barnes, I'm sorry to have neglected you, but uh, you must admit you're slightly overshadowed. <laughs> you say you're a babysitter? How would you like to sit with this baby? Well, I think that'd be kind of nice. Well, if you ever sit with him, just be sure you get paid by the foot instead of by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you get your uh, your babysitting jobs, uh, Anne? Well, I get them through the uh, Babysitters Guild Incorporated, of which Mrs. Hanner is president, oh. and she employs only women widows over forty five years of age. Well, what are the duties of a babysitter specifically? Well, when you first get there, if it's a small child, you uh, don't do much except take instructions from the mothers to what should be done. If it's a child about a year and a half old, why well, you? You just sort of visit with the mother and let the child sort of uh, decide that you're all right. In other words, uh, you take over the duties and problems of a mother. Is yes, that that's it. Well, usually the biggest problem facing the mother is the father. <laughs> Locke, let's get back to you for a moment. I imagine you've had many unusual experiences. Do you find the, the whole world is out of step with you? It does seem that way. Uh, things just aren't made for people my size. What sort of work do you do? I work at, uh, as a host at Bob's Drive-In Restaurant out in Van Nuys. People are always driving in there and asking me how I got so big. I tell them from eating Bob's hamburgers. <laughs> well, you said you know your onions, all right. Well, as a tall man, do you think the human race would be better if, if all of us were as big as you are? Well, probably bigger bodies wouldn't help the human race. Probably what the human race would benefit by would be bigger hearts. Well, Locke, you're a very high-class type fellow, is all I can say about you. And uh, you're a very unusual couple, and the quality has been every bit as good as the quantity. Thank you. Are you going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question? You run your $20 into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. Commander Murray and the housewife are ahead with $274. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected familiar abbreviations. Our source for these abbreviations is the Encyclopedia Americana. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? $15. $15 is fine. Okay. What do the initials RFD stand for? I imagine it's rural free delivery. Rural free delivery is right. <laughs> Now you have $35. How much of the $35 will you bet on your second question? How about uh, $34? Oh, no, a little more than that. $34.99 or 98 cents. <laughs> okay. He wants 30... to go higher than he is. <laughs> How much? Which will be? $34.99? $34.99. $34.99. What do you say? Okay. That'll give, that'll give Fenneman a fine time. Oh. <laughs> What do the initials RPM stand for? Revolutions per minute. Revolutions per minute. Here's your third question. I haven't told them how much they have I yet. I don't care. How much <laughs> Here's your third question. How much are you going to bet? Of your $69.99. We're going to save the penny. Yeah. <laughs> We're saving the penny. I hadn't counted on you at all, friend. <laughs> you want to save a penny? One penny. That would be what? 69 dollars 
All right, here we go for $69.98. Sounds like a coat with two pair of pants. <laughs> what do the initial COD stand for? It's not cash on, on delivery. delivery. It's collect on delivery. Collect on delivery is right. How much have they got? Oh, Which I'm lost, really. <laughs> I think it's 139... He's a man went to Stanford. He graduated from Stanford with high honors. Uh, he was on the football team. As a water boy. 139.97, our director. He used to stuff the stuffing back into the uniform. That's right. Better at all. Okay, here we go. What do the initials P.S. stand for? Postscript. Postscript is right. <laughs> you have $279.94. And that means that you, in just one minute, get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. Next time you visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer, notice the facilities he has in order to serve you better. His offices, his showroom, where he displays the beautiful new 1952 DeSoto and the handsome Plymouth. His service shops, where you get better work done on your car at a price that's reasonable. And his used car lot, where you can be sure of finding the car that best fills your needs and best fits your pocketbook. Yes, a DeSoto Plymouth dealer really has a big investment. And here's what it means to you. It means that because a DeSoto Plymouth dealer is a permanent part of your community, he does everything in his power to treat you courteously, to make you a satisfied customer, a steady customer. He knows that whenever he sells you a new car, whenever he repairs your present car, or whenever he sells you a used car, his reputation is at stake. So it's no wonder that we say, you couldn't do business with a better man than a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And uh, here comes the babysitter and the tall man, all set for the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. Well, tall in the saddle, we'll see how smart you are now. Here we go for $1,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. Here it is. We asked this question on our very first program more than four years ago. See if you remember it. The United States Gold Depository is at Fort Knox. For $1,500, can you tell me where the Silver Depository is located? West Point. West Point is right! Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. You win $1,500. Uh, you won $1,500 plus how much in the quiz, George? I lost it again. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. Uh, right. $279.94 plus $1,500 is $1,779.94. I still don't believe it. 
<laughs> anyway, congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life. Oh, we're quite Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See the 1952... DeSoto! Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Walkers wise use their eyes. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.